A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. Prince Harry, absolutely sick of him. Are you, Shirley? Morning. Oh, my God, PJ, it is like Groundhog Day. Are we ever going to get beyond this subject of Meghan and Harry? No, I don't think so, because I don't think they want us to. That's the point. There's a new interview every day. There's something new in the paper every... At this stage, we've found out where and how he lost his virginity. We've practically found out everything else about him, including the rather distasteful recount of how many people he shot in, in, in Afghanistan... I keep getting sick and tired of him at this stage, Charlie. Well, he seems to be providing, like the book, um, like as we said just before Christmas when we when we were speaking about the documentary and so on, we were saying like the book is going to come out next and we're going to be subjected to a whole round of media surrounding the book and that's exactly what's happened. And he is now, for somebody who hates the particular, in particular the tabloid media, all he's doing is providing with these all these salacious stories, as you just referred to, like losing his virginity, the whole thing with the Taliban, the fight with William. That's all premium tabloid fodder. Mm. Premium. That's exactly what these people live for. Now, there was a, a lengthy interview, which I haven't seen. I watched a summary of it this morning on ITV with Tom Bradby, who I believe is a friend of his. Um, so, so they know each other quite well. Like, did we learn anything new last night? Because in the summary I saw, we didn't. No, we didn't really learn anything new. But what I will say is, um, given the fact that they know each other, I think Tom Bradby pushed him a little bit more than, say, Anderson Cooper did or, you know, the the Good Morning America interview or even the Oprah one. Like he, he asked him, he challenged him a bit more because I think he's very mindful of the fact that he's a British journalist mm. sort of speaking for British people. So he did say to him, like, you know, when will all this stop? Like, why, you know, people don't want to hear it anymore. He said, people are saying they don't want to hear this anymore. Mm. He asked the question straight out and Harry was sort of like, I more or less re- replied by saying, I don't care. This is my story and I will tell it and I will continue to tell it. Mm. It is important for me like, to tell it. If you don't want media coverage, don't give the media stuff to cover is what I would have thought. Exactly. And look, I think, you know, and we've said it before, none of us know what's going on behind closed doors. He's entitled to say what he wants to say. But once you've said your piece, make peace with it. Draw a line under it. You've done what you wanted to do. You've put your truth, in inverted commas, out there. Mm. Walk walk off into the sunset and leave your good deeds speak for themselves. There's no need to be rehashing this over and over. I think he's on Stephen Colbert, I think tonight or tomorrow night in America. He's 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 out there now more than he has ever been out there. Mm. And making a lot of money out of it too. 
I mean, he got 35 million for the book. They got 100 million from Netflix for the documentary series. There's rumor now that, that uh, Megan has a book written. So they're making an awful lot of money for talking about something they don't want, which is publicity. Exactly. And look, I mean, I think he said when he signed the book deal that he was donating 1.5 million to this and 300,000 to this. And, but that was when we didn't know the scale of the book deal. So I think estimates now are he's pocketing about 18 to 20 million mm. himself. So like it's great to be, look, it's great to be very philanthropic and, and give away vast amounts of money. Brilliant. There's nobody going to, there's nobody going to kind of look down on you for that. But at the same time, you're doing it at, you're doing it by doing the very thing you say you don't want. And there is also this thing of he keeps talking about repairing his relationship with his family. And I would say in the Tom Bradby interview, he kind of came at them a bit more than we ever saw in the Netflix documentary. Mm. He had a fair hop off Camilla, um, you know, specifically in it. And, you know, I suppose William and Kate as well, but Camilla was new because they hadn't really referenced her in the Netflix documentary, but he does specifically address her in this. Mm. Yeah, I, I only saw, as I said, a summary of it this morning. He doesn't. He he doesn't talk about disliking her at all. He just said, "I'd rather he she hadn't married my father," kind of thing. Well, he start, he never refers to her by name, which I think is very yes. interesting. He just says her or my stepmother. Um, but he does accuse her. He directly accuses her of planting stories um, to further her own kind of popularity and of being a very calculating person. But he doesn't say that he dislikes her. And he does say he's happy his father um, is happy in his relationship. But they didn't want her to marry mm. Prince Charles, or King Charles. Uh, um, they didn't want them to marry, but he's kind of made his peace with it. But that didn't stop him from going in on her, which was kind of an unnecessary thing to do as well, I think, you know. Yeah, he certainly isn't going to repair his relationship with his father that way, is he? He's not, but then there was a couple of backtracks that I noticed. Um, Tom Bradby said, mentioned, like, you know, you have accused the royal family of racism, and he stopped him, and he said, no, I haven't. Yeah, I, I saw that exchange. Um, the story about the question being asked of what colour skin Archie would have. Mm. Is, mm-hmm. is he saying that didn't happen now? No, he's saying it did happen, but he's saying that they did not accuse the royal family of racism, which is kind of, he's almost trying to withdraw back from what was assumed by the original comments. So Tom Bradby puts it to him that like, by even mentioning that conversation and by bringing it up, are you not saying that it was a race yes. comment. And, and he and said, he no, said well, it was the unconscious press, bias, yeah, yeah. Unconscious bias, and it was the press said racism. I never said racism. But, you know, it's a bit late in the day now to be going back trying to, to reframe the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to accuse them of racism, and look, it was not a nice thing to say. Let's, let's be very clear about that. But if you don't want to accuse them of racism, don't tell that story. Exactly. And look, I mean, Paul Burrell now has been out in force passing comment on, on this, as we often see him. He comes out of the woodwork. He's he's like Michael Bublé at Christmas. He comes out of the woodwork another, every time the royals yes, come out with a story. Surely another, another bluffer. <laughs> but do you know what? When you think about it, we like Paul Burrell has been vilified in the press for making money off his relationship with Princess Diana for writing books and for coming out and giving interviews. And here now we have Harry doing basically the exact same thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like 
he's perfectly entitled to have his say. It's, you know, I'm sure he's had a very difficult life, but it is now turning into a whinge. He's whinging. Yeah, by the way. And it's yeah. constant. So, someone misheard us there, Shirley. We're saying Paul Burrell, not our poor old Paul Bourne. Now, that, that, that's that, that, that Oh, no, me. not Paul Burrell. <laughs> Paul Burrell. <laughs> Paul Burrell, yeah. <laughs> the former, the former butler. So where's this going to go? I mean, the, com- the, the coronation is the 7th of May. Do we, do we have to listen to Will He, Won't He Go until then? Because I'll be gone off Absolutely. the edge of it. Absolutely. Absolutely we do. And if he goes, we will be listening to it 24-7. Everything will be dissected. If he doesn't go, he will still, even if he's not there, he's still going to be the biggest, they are going to be the biggest topic of conversation, if they're whether they're there or they're not. And they have created this themselves because this, obviously the palace and the royal family have maintained a wall of silence. They have not come out and commented on the book uh, Harry has said last night that he doesn't think they will even read the book um, so regardless of regardless of all of this we're never going to hear the end of this and he's kind of said that himself I will keep speaking as long as I want to and that's just the way it's which going which is a to very be. petulant attitude if you ask me Listen, everything about him is childish and there is a little bit of, you know, he was whinging. You hear in the book, he talks about having a smaller bedroom than his brother. And he he had a small, like, name name him a middle child or a younger child who didn't have a smaller bedroom than their elder yes. sibling. There was another thing as well, wasn't there, about an apartment in Kensington Palace, which he felt was, he was deliberately given a small apartment. And then that there was someone outside his window in a Land Rover. I mean, sorry now, are you three? And also, like, do you not realise, yes, you are the second born, you were at the time the third in line to the throne, but you were also living an immensely privileged life. This was also a young man who was not very academically gifted and was helped through his exams, who was supported through Sandhurst. Like, he would not on his own have made us to those through Eton and through Sandhurst without assistance because of who he was. So he has had the extent, massive privilege extended to him throughout his life. And all he's doing is complaining about it. And Mm. I think in the UK, I was actually in London this past weekend. We were at Buckingham Palace. You know, there was a lot of people filming, a lot of journalists filming to camera ahead of the release of the book. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And there's a very negative feeling over there because of the cost of living crisis. And then you have this guy who's whinging, this multi-millionaire whinging about having a smaller bedroom. He's just, there is an overwhelming negativity towards Harry and Meghan in the UK. And that's everywhere you go, the fronts of all the newspapers, mm. the free papers on the tube and the underground, the vibe outside Buckingham Palace. It was just, and a lot of Americans outside Buckingham Palace, but none of them interested in Harry and Meghan. Is, is it fair to say to, to say, Shirley, that the the thoughts of many people are, look, if you want to go away and leave and build your own life in America, off you go. Look, blessings of God, we'll drive you to the airport. 
But then you shut up about it. But I mean, that I think that would be the case for anybody. You know what I mean? If you want to go off into the sunset and live your life, don't you don't have to keep telling me that you're going. You don't have to continuously announce your exit. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to continuously. It's like, you know, people with irritating Facebook statuses. You don't have to constantly update me on what you're doing. But he, they are just because the minute they become silent, they become irrelevant. So if they stop talking and they stop sharing, people won't be interested in them anymore. Yeah. And that would be the worst possible thing to happen because they are, whatever you must say, they seem to be publicity hungry. Well, they are now media stars. They're no longer... Now, I mean, he has been asked, I think it was Anderson Cooper asked him, would he renounce his royal title? And he said, why, why would I? What, what good would that do? But if you really feel that strongly about how you're being treated as a member of the royal family, give up the titles, mm. walk away. I, some, some, now, admittedly, there's something like a 400-word piece which is quite nuanced, but the whole Afghanistan thing about how many people, how members of the Taliban he shot, like that could cause a security risk. Yeah, and look again. Um, listening to some of the some of the talk radio in the UK at the weekend, there is a big kind of. There's a lot of circulating around that where people are wondering was that deliberate on his part? Because apparently, I don't know, but apparently, it is not the done thing to announce those type of things no. when you are a former serviceman. No. Um, so by him saying that, and he has increased certainly the threat to himself, possibly, and by extension, his family. Was that deliberately done? Yeah. Um, to sort of, you know, to c- increase the demand for security and support from the royal family. That's kind of listening uh, on a couple of the stations in yeah. the UK over the weekend. That kind of was the vibe. I did hear an interview with a former uh, an Afghanistan veteran on a program like that, and he said, "No, we you never discuss that. You certainly yes, don't. Write yeah. it. You might discuss it with your buddies when you meet with people who'd been there with you, served with you. You certainly don't write a book about it and put." N- practically put names and addresses of who it was into the book you just don't you just don't and you see the thing is i think you know even with the audiobook because you you hear excerpts of the audiobook right. and the tom bradbury interview for me with an audiobook the person reading the book is one of the main reasons why i will stay listening or not mm. and given the fact that he is reading it himself and when you're listening to the excerpts of the audiobook you can tell that they're not his words. You can tell he had a ghostwriter. But also, he's not hes not a very engaging voice to listen to. And also, I think, as you said, because we're sick of seeing and hearing him, you kind of, it, I think it would have been nice to have somebody else read it, to be honest. Yeah, I was wondering, had he done his own? And then, yes, he had done his own audio read. And you're either very good at that or you're no good at that. There's nothing in between. And unfortunately, he's mm-hmm. no good at it. He's no good. Mm-hmm. Shirley, thank you for that. Courts 96 FM.